The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, good morning and welcome to Monday. It is the morning drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T, 97.3 and Double T, 97.3.com with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines, your usual suspects here at the Anchor Desk. Uh, anxious to hear from you today. We come to you from the First United Bank, Double T, 97.3 studio and look forward to hearing from you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to Double T, 97.3.com for that. Also, the visual... Edge IT hotline is open 806-771-0973. If you uh, want to report your rain gauges uh, this morning, you can. Uh, also, if you uh, had a spectacular event over the weekend and you want to report that, you can. Or a spectacular fail, uh, you can do that as well. Sometimes those happen and you need a, a shoulder to lean on. And we are here for you today. Good morning. Good morning. So I got two questions for you today, um, and I think these are two questions that you're going to be asked a lot of over the next uh, hmm, week, <laughs> probably. It's the same two questions. I'm probably going to ask you this more than once this week, uh, depending on uh, on what transpires. And question number one is, did you do enough over the weekend to secure yourself a spot in the NCAA baseball tournament? I don't know. I mean, I, I think you're in the mix. I, I mean, I am not a, um NCAA bracket expert. They don't. Mm-hmm. Bracketologist. Yeah, they don't, they don't put that title next to my name. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel pretty good about, you know, heading into the weekend. I felt like you just needed to win the series and not play terrible at the Big 12 tournament. I think you had a shot. So uh, I think you're in that same boat right now. Okay. So you think there's still work to be done? To, to a degree. If I had to put a gun to your head, so to speak. Um, I, I, I don't think it would be a good look to go into. Oh, into. Okay. Second question, and, and I don't expect you to know the total answer on this, just the speculation is, what's the likelihood of Trendon Parrish pitching again this year? I think almost non-existent. Almost non-existent. I mean, non-existent. you don't have to be a genius to see him walk off the field holding his shoulder like he was. Yeah. And kind of have that i mean texas tech would not announce that they wouldn't mm-hmm. say anything about it but um i i bet it's very very low chance yeah that's too bad i mean obviously uh, for so many different reasons first of all for that young man um you know to have to uh, to go through that but um it was a uh a really good weekend i mean you i mean you took it to the limit on friday night and uh, gavin cash that was a Tape measure home run, Jamie. I mean, I think they they measured the tape. If I heard you correctly, as I was driving home, four eighty six uh, was the was the number to right field. Yeah, I think that's the number they threw out there. It, it was always hit hard. It was hit into the night. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was hit into the night. Was, I mean, I mean, I realize it was a night game, but I mean, usually that's a you know that's kind of a phrase, you know, hit into the night, and it was. Um, I don't know where it would have landed if it landed. I guess, I mean, it probably landed on the track somewhere, maybe even on the infield. Mm, uh, I don't think on the track. I don't think it was pulled enough. Okay. I think Jeff said it went right over the top of the Coke bottle. I didn't see it get out. Okay. Just from my view. But, um, 
Yeah, I think it would have been too far to the left. Okay, to so if it track. went over the Coke bottle, yeah, I, I thought it, I thought it was more right. I mean, it was kind of one of those deals. As soon as that ball left the bat, you knew it was gone. Oh sure, absolutely. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was only about okay, touch all the bases. <laughs> yeah, don't skip one. <laughs> touch, all, but you know what a shot in the arm for that young man and that baseball team, right? I mean, for without question. Um, Maybe especially more so for cash, but man, also the team as well. I mean, because you come back, you know, on on Saturday and just wallop the bejesus out of them, and uh, and you know, as Jeff said in the Sports Center, you win the ball game handily, what fifteen to one. I, I, I would venture to say saved your season. Didn't feel mm-hmm. like you were going to win that game if uh, it kept going. Just I don't know. Just probably that's just me being a pessimist, but um, I was definitely nervous about that, mm-hmm. and. Um, I think losing that series may have been the the nail in the coffin. Yeah. And so, if he doesn't hit that that home run, I I, I just don't know if you're you're getting into the postseason. Did you um, did you have the impression going into Saturday that uh, KU had gone in all in on on Friday night and didn't have a whole lot left pitching wise? Did or were you I, still kind of, kind of wondering going into it? Yeah, I kind of had that feeling of after Thursday night's game that they had gone all in. They had really used their best two bullpen arms and their and their starter who was solid. That, that was that was their best three arms, and so it felt like you had the major advantage going into Game Two on Friday. So Saturday they win uh, to the Red Raiders fifteen to one, pound out thirteen hits, um, and just man just hammer the the baseball i mean you get started off great with uh, six runs in the first and then a run in the seventh and then three in the fourth the fifth the sixth and didn't need the bottom of the seventh as run ruled them mm-hmm. hmm. offense came to play yeah i mean ku's arms they just ran out of arms yeah uh this uh somebody says this okay i I didn't see the ball go over. I thought it went over. I thought it went over more along the. But I'm going to trust more uh, Jeff and Jamie because they have a better angle on it. Somebody says I. I don't. I. I didn't. You, I couldn't see the ball get okay. out. But I mean, I would trust your angle. But I realize you didn't see. There's it. a wall in front of me there. there I wall. couldn't see it. Okay. I uh, didn't go over the Coke bottle. All went straight over the time of the scoreboard. Okay. Well, you know. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. whatever. I, I'm going off of what Jeff said. Yeah. I mean. It's, Somebody found the ball on uh, you know out there that I mean that was uh, like I said I mean he smacked that thing I mean it was just and it was what a three two pitch right I can't remember I think it was, I think it was a three two pitch um, but still um, like you said <clears throat> potentially save the, the save the season um, so if you have a thought comment hit us up on the eighth flooring center chat line um, we get this uh, very early on from our friend Dan in Dallas Jamie. Guys, I went to the Dallas Double T Centennial event this weekend. I saw President Skubinik standing by myself. My first thought was, what would Chuck do? <laughs> <laughs> so I walked right up and stuck out my hand and introduced myself. Sad to say I didn't listen to Chuck's conversation starters, but it went very well without them. <laughs> Great night. Sorry y'all missed it. Dan in Dallas. <laughs> what would Chuck do? <laughs> well. Yeah. Man alive. We've, we've, we've come to that, Jamie. We, have, we, we all need bracelets and T-shirts. Do we? we yeah. 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 You know. yeah. Like on the front, it would say, what would Chuck do? And then on the back say, do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's... There's a there's a there's a there's a little bit of that, right? There's there's a little bit of that. 
Well, and so and Dan and Dallas sent us a Josh Young Rangers bobble. I know. I saw that. We yeah. should put it out here to show thanks, it. Show thanks it up again, to Dan. Yeah, yeah. It it came to the morning drive, and uh, one of the ladies in the front office brought it by, and I said, "No, that that goes to Jamie. I'm Jamie." And then uh, then it was addressed to you. So you know, inside is Jamie, Jeff, and Chuck, right? I can't remember what yeah, was on I think the box. What, well, I think, I think it was inside the box. I think somebody showed me the note, whether it was you or or um, or Jeff. But yeah, that was that was really cool uh, to. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, so I want to see it. See what it looks like. I've seen a picture, so it looks, you know, the double T and everything. It doesn't look like Josh. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> no, not even close. <laughs> was it not they even? Didn't, I don't feel like that company that made it did a great job no it says it. young on the back there's okay. a double t on his hat they spell, close his enough. Name, they spell his name right on the back they did okay well that, that's that's all that counts this is the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction time for this day in sports history today is may the 22nd 2023 it's not the final monday in may but is the final monday school day in may and with this day in sports history, here's Jeff McGuire. Going to start in 19, uh, 1930. Yankees Future Baseball Hall of Fame first baseman Lou Gehrig becomes the first to hit three home runs three times in a single game mm. as the New York outscores Philadelphia 20-13. to 13. The teams combined for a then record 10 home runs. Mm. Big day at the plate. 1962. And I emphasize the two. Roger Maris walks five times, four of them intentionally in a nine-inning game. Four intentional walks. I wonder if the bases, first base was open each time. I mean, heck, they got to the point where they were walking Barry Bonds with the bases loaded. Yeah. Yes. Driving mm-hmm. and run because he was so dangerous. Mm-hmm. 1968, Pittsburgh Pirates future baseball Hall of Famer Willie Stargell hits three home runs, a double and a single, in a 13-6 rout of the Cubs at Wrigley Field. 1977, the Red Sox hit six home runs. The Brewers would hit five and tie a single-game home run record of 11. Keeps rising. That's a... Souped up baseball. Corks in the bat. Mm. Super Bowls in the bat. Spiked coffee. Sorry? Spiked coffee. Spiked coffee. Greenies in the clubhouse. Yeah. Mm. Scooping them up like M&M's. Couple of things from 1990. On this this day, Andre Dawson receives a record five intentional walks in Mm. a game. The Hawk. He had about... Two or three really good seasons with the Cubs. I mean, he was obviously good for the Expos, too, but I think he was an MVP. Mm-hmm. I MVP of a losing year. team. Yeah. Uh, also on this day in 1990, Deion Sanders, as a New York Yankee, walks up to the plate against the Chicago White Sox. He stands outside of the box and draws a dollar sign. Yeah, oh, brother. The catcher for the Chicago White Sox, Carlton Fisk, Took umbrage with this, and a scuffle ensued. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Way to go, Fisk. <laughs> Gosh. 
And on this day and yeah, night. 19- he was something else. He's been something else his whole life, hasn't he? He sure has. And on this day in 1994, quite possibly one of the coolest logos ever is introduced. Mm. Toronto's NBA franchise unveils the Raptors and their logo. You think it's one of the coolest? That was pretty cool when it came out in 94. Okay. I liked their uniforms, though, and I thought they were pretty sweet. It is National Vanilla Pudding Day. How do you feel about just the vanilla pudding? I am totally out on vanilla pudding. Yeah, I am too. Any kind of pudding that's not chocolate. Yeah. I'm out. Do you put milk on your chocolate pudding? No. No? No. The only time I eat chocolate pudding is in a graham cracker crust chocolate pie. What that's a, the only time I eat pudding. Like if even if it's in just a little bowl with a little whipped cream on it? No. No that, that's, Yeah, I, I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just... just, unless, just it, unless it doesn't have the graham cracker crust. Yeah, I just I just love chocolate pie. Did you ever put milk on your pudding, Jeff? Mm, no. Yeah, that's what we did. Uh, remember on... Did you call it goulash or something? I don't, like no, we didn't call it hash, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it was just because we were too poor for Cool Whip. I don't know. I mean, Cool Whip's with... Cool Whip, like aluminum foil, to my mother was like a, was like the gold was like gold. I mean, she would save the like if you did something in aluminum foil, she would save it, wrap it up, and put it in a drawer. Yeah, we still reuse aluminum foil. Yeah, yeah. Remember on Friday, I said we had a big birthday coming up today. Yes. Well, we do. Okay. Happy birthday, former Texas Tech quarterback Graham Harrell turns thirty eight. Thirty eight. Speaking of. Graham Cracker Crust. <laughs> we should name it, rename it. Graham Harrell Crust. Graham Harrell Crust. And let's be honest, I've said his name, and now I need to hear Brian Jensen say his name. So Harrell in the shotgun from the 28 to throw. Goes to the right side for Crabtree. It's caught. Oh he breaks. Oh, oh he's going to oh, the Red Raiders. Unbelievable. Get a little Sunny Cumbie in there, too. Get a lot of Sunny Cumbie. <laughs> it's hard not for that to be the favorite part. Right. Uh, also, uh, Julian Edelman is 32, and uh, Tommy John is 80 today. Tommy John. And on this day in 1843, some 1,000 men, women, and children climbed aboard their Conestoga, Conestoga wagons and steered their wagons and oxes and horses west. From Elm Grove, Missouri, this would be the beginning of two things in our history. The Oregon Trail, yeah. the expansion west, mm-hmm. and the inspiration for the most difficult video game in the history of mankind, oh, okay. the Oregon Trail in 1971. Okay, I didn't know that the Oregon Trail was a video game. You make it through the Oregon Trail with all of your people and oxen alive, Wow! go buy a lottery ticket. And <laughs> did you that know, is this day in sports Did history. you know that the Oregon Trail was a video game? I did not. I didn't either. <laughs> I'll be honest, I did not. I did not either. So, Quite possibly the most difficult video game in the history of mankind. It was designed specifically to teach kids how hard the Oregon Trail was. Okay. And boy, did it ever. Okay. Uh, going back to uh, Andre Dawson, he won his MVP in his first year with the Cubs in 1987. He was also a gold glove winner in 88. He was the home run leader in 87, the RBI leader in 87. And his uh, 
Expo number 10 has been retired. To show you how good a player he was for the Expos, he's in the Washington Nationals Ring of Honor. <laughs> so, yeah. That, that, uh, and of course, he's a, uh, he is a Major League Baseball Hall of Famer. Uh, okay, somebody says this. Guess I missed something. Is Parrish hurt? Yes, he is. He left the game uh, with the appearance of a shoulder injury on uh, Friday night. He was having a good night. Um, Until the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. He gave up uh, four hits and four runs. They were all earned. Struck out seven. Three and two-thirds innings is what he pitched. Um Ryan Free came but on. You, when you saw him walk off the field and you saw that arm just draping low. Yeah. You know, and he wasn't moving it. And and when he was out there on the mound, you could see him continue to kind of point at the shoulder. And anytime the trainer goes out there with a pitcher on the mound, you always cross your fingers and pray for the best. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't guess that we got the best there. That's yeah. News. So, um, Ryan Free came on that day uh, and pitched pretty well for you, Jamie, on Friday. Four innings, a couple of hits, gave up two runs, struck out five. Yeah, gave up the two-run homer in the eighth that got the game tied, but mm-hmm. he did throw pretty well. Uh, and then Will Robinson came in and got him out uh, in the tenth, and then that sets up the home run by by Cash. So if you had to... What about Kyle Robinson? Kyle Robinson... Kyle Robinson, Will, yeah. Will Robinson. I don't know why. That, Kyle Robinson, you're right. I mean, of course you're right, because you're there. You, you know what the hell's going on. I'm just, you know, I'm a... Is Will sta- Robinson hey, fam- is he you famous? you were there, too. Is he famous? That sounds like... Will Robinson? Yeah. Danger Will, Ro- Danger Will Robinson. Lost danger in space. Will Robinson. Okay, Lost I was going to say, it sounds familiar. Lost in space. Yeah. Danger, 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 Will Robinson. Will Robinson was the little boy. Billy Mummy was his name. Okay. Is his name, I should say. Now there's danger for Kyle Robinson, too. Yeah. Just because if he gives up a hit sure. or a run in the 10th, then you're really, really feeling it. Puts the pressure on. But he did. He put up a zero, and that mm-hmm. allowed Cash to be the hero. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now I'll ask you the question that you, you said I should have probably asked you probably an hour ago. So, you know, with uh, Parrish out on 99.9% probably no not pitching the rest of the year maybe even 100% um so who who do you think goes game two great question um who who else have we seen start we've seen we've seen petty start we've seen Rogers start we've seen Tabor fast start those are the three that have started of late those are all freshmen um, we saw at the beginning of the season Brendan Gurton as a starter. We saw Kyle Robinson as a starter. Does Coach Tadlock say, okay, both of you guys have felt more comfortable in the bullpen, but we need one of you guys to man up and give us a start here. and I'm just, Go get us three innings and give us a chance. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Those were five names, Chuck, that I would throw out at you. You are clearly in a really tough situation here. Really tough. Right. Your offense has to perform if you're going to perform well at the Big 12 tournament or if you get to the postseason, any chance of advancing there, your offense has to put up big numbers. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. With Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. 
Gates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app and um, participate on that. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Uh, if you had hail last night, I'm curious. I slept really, really hard last night. But when I walked out the door, there was a there was a pile of it. Uh, still the remnants right by my front door. Really? Yeah. So on the grass to the... She walked out the door right to my left. So I, I don't know... I don't know what, I don't know what transpired there. I mean, it, clearly it was hail. I mean, it's not like somebody, like an ice truck, came by and just dumped some ice right there. Because mm. you know, it seems unlikely. It seems unlikely. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know if it was pea-sized or or what, but um, you know, appeared to be. I know it rained heavy, but because I woke up once, but man, I slept really, really hard last night. I had played hard yesterday. Played hard yesterday. Okay. Worked hard. Played hard. Yeah, I'm not sure if we got hail or not. Uh, okay, so the Big 12 tournament is set. Uh, Texas Tech will play on Wednesday against West Virginia. Scheduled start time of 7.30. It's, what, the last game of the day, right? Correct. Um, and after the, the weekend's proceedings, you had a three-way tie between Texas, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia. And West Virginia gets the gets the... The one seed there, based on all the man, the Mountaineers just had to win one game last right. weekend to win the outright championship, and boy, did they, whoo, just let one get away. And they did let one get just away. Really, never were close against the Longhorns. Mm-hmm. They lost on uh, on Friday. They lost ten to seven, and then Saturday they lost uh, seven to three, and then and got blown out on Thursday. And got blown out on Thursday. I didn't have that score right there. And then how about uh, the TCU? K-State series, that would have changed things for Texas Tech dramatically, wouldn't it? Yeah, that was a good, really good series win for TCU. They've they've scuffled of late, but they went on the road and, and took two of three, got the last two there in, in Manhattan, got done what the Red Raiders couldn't get done. And I didn't see it. I just I heard, uh, heard talk about it, but apparently K-State had a home run that was taken away from that would have tied the game right there in the bottom of the ninth. Um with a terrific catch by a TCU outfielder. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So, so TCU wins uh, four to three on uh, on Saturday, and uh, and gets himself a little bit better position as far as uh, as far as the Big Twelve. So, how do you how do you feel about it going into the Big Twelve? Not, I mean, how do you feel about playing West Virginia going into the Big Twelve? Does that okay? So you're in the top half of the bracket that has West Virginia, that has Oklahoma State, and that has Oklahoma in it. Correct? Mm-hmm. All right. I I really like the bracket, the way it works out for the Red Raiders, because all three teams that are on your side of the bracket are teams with a higher RPI than you. Okay. Okay? So ultimately, every game you play is going to be played against a higher RPI team, which has the potential to help your resume. So I like that rather than have – Having some, you know, Patsy that's not going to help you. Yeah, like Kansas and or you're, anybody you're a, else. You're in a situation where you're you're trying to improve on the resume. So, win or lose on Wednesday, you're going to play somebody Thursday that's got a higher RPI and a chance to stay alive and or a chance to advance to Saturday, whatever, and improve on that resume. Have you had a chance to look at the RPI this morning? Uh, I looked at it yesterday. I think you're 44. 44. Okay. And so uh, Tech and West Virginia will play at 7.30. 
Uh, that'll be on Wednesday. That's the scheduled start time. We'll have it for you on Double T 97.3 as uh, the Red Raiders uh, take on the Mountaineers. So it all gets... Still at 44. Still at 44. Oklahoma is 36. West Virginia is 21. And Oklahoma State is 20. Okay. Yeah. And I heard you... I think I heard you talking a little bit about that on Saturday um, as well, about the fact that you... You know, if you were in this part of the bracket, you would face somebody each time uh, that would be the higher seed. So it uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, it, it all begins Saturday, excuse me, Wednesday morning uh, with Kansas State and TCU at 9 a.m. And then the uh, winner of that game gets the winner of Kansas and Texas. Kansas and Texas will play at 1230. And then scheduled to start at four is Oklahoma and Oklahoma State with Texas Tech and West Virginia. So you have two matchups of teams that just finished playing the weekend before. Yeah. The first one of the day and the third one of the day. Yeah. They just finished a weekend series against each other, and now they're going to play in the first round of the tournament. Yeah. that's uh, it's, I, It happens more often than not, it seems like. It does seem to happen a bunch. Uh, it's just noticeable, I guess. It probably doesn't happen that much. It probably happens like 10% of the time, know, but, but when just, it happens, it, we notice it. It stands out, right. Yeah. Right. Um, What's the chances, do you think, of that game starting at 7.30? Uh, last year, they I mean, they pretty much stayed on time the whole time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you... Well, I mean, I have, I really have no idea. No, but, I, I mean, it could be, we could start at 10 o'clock, or we could be sitting around waiting for 7.30 to get there. I kind of expect you to have your crystal ball really <laughs> shined mm-hmm. up today. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's I can cl- tell. Clearly, clearly, right, with the, with the questions that I have. That are with the questions that I've asked you so far. Yeah, and, and it felt like when we were in Oklahoma City, we were always behind. Always behind. But, again, I just, last year, just it, maybe that it may be the only time in 15 years, but it felt like it was always on, on, we were worried about that and felt like it always stayed on track. Maybe maybe they're just more efficient uh, in Arlington. I don't know. It just... I don't. I don't have a good answer. I, I, you know, the way that the offensives have scored this year and pitching mm-hmm. hasn't been good in the conference, that would le- tend to make you believe that uh, they won't stay on time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, congratulations to the uh, Lubbock Cooper Pirates. They've advanced onto the regional semifinal. <laughs> yeah, they'll take on Grapevine on uh, Friday, and we will have that game for you on one hundred point seven. The score uh, scheduled to start from Tarleton uh, University. No longer Tarleton State. It's just Tarleton University. So we need to keep that in mind when when that purple team comes uh, here for football. Uh, we'll have it at 7. Then game 2 is at high noon on Saturday. And game 3 would be 30 minutes after game 2 if necessary. And again, uh, Lubbock Cooper will take on Grapevine. So good good for the Pirates. I mean, they they um, had to bounce back. Um yeah, last a heartbreaker on on Friday. Friday. Yeah, and what was it? Uh, there was an error in the ninth inning that allowed the game-winning run. Yeah, it was a throwing error in the bottom of the ninth. Nabiline High won one to nothing, and then the Pirates came back and basically just had uh, had a great second inning, uh, scoring six runs, and they mercy ruled them. They don't call it run ruled, I guess, in high school. They mercy ruled them. Okay. Okay, but it was eleven nothing. And then in uh, game three, they won eight nothing uh, over uh, Abilene, or yeah, over Abilene. So, and that was uh, down in Midland Town. So, 
they're the only ones in the city that have advanced on. Monterey was defeated over the weekend. Mm. Now, there's some area teams, obviously, that uh, will be moving on. But uh, good for the love of Cooper Pirates. And they get to keep uh, playing baseball. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It's uh, it's really cool. Good for those kids. Think about where that athletic department has been over the last few years where Football was in the semifinals. Sure. Basketball, mm-hmm. same thing. They made girls it to the basketball. Tournament. Wait, no, basketball. Girls basketball made it to the championship game. Championship game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and baseball making it this far as well. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody says this that has their crystal ball out, nice and shiny this morning, and clear, nice and clear. Uh, no weather delays should be able to stay close to schedule. Yeah, it just all depends on how yeah. much you score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, this person probably had Cleary marbles too back in the day. Well, you know why there's no weather delays, right? Because there's a roof yes. over that. that yeah. That's why there's no weather delay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. And weather delays right. were a huge problem before mm-hmm. in the Big Twelve tournament. Mm-hmm. Like you could almost set your watch by the second game having a weather delay because it was in Oklahoma and it was right there in the right there in the problem area. That'll be that'll be difficult for Hacks. You won't have to worry about. Well, maybe it won't be. Diff- maybe it'd be better for Hacks. You won't have to worry about taking his charts with him to Dallas. No, that's true. <laughs> you know? He won't have to carry his charts. You know, because because. And I think it's supposed to rain the whole time we're there. Really. In Arlington, like every day. Okay. Well, make sure you take your umbrella. I will. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I wanted you to—I wanted you to shake your head early, early on this morning. Okay, I did. Mission accomplished. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Uh, I probably did a lot of things over the weekend that you would shake your head at, but do you do them just so I would shake my head? No, no. Sometimes. I mean, like you say, umbrella, <laughs> just to make me shake my head, just to make well, me roll I, my eyes. I thought of it. I thought do of it. Do you do crazy things on the weekend and go, oh, this will give me something to talk about? <laughs> no, not, on, not, on, not necessarily on purpose. If you're ever thinking, oh, I should do this, it'll be a good story for the morning drive, mm-hmm. stop. That would, what stop would, doing it. What would Chuck do? Chuck would keep doing it. Stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I spent quite a bit of time outside yesterday, actually. Um, that's a shock probably to you. That is. This is a shock. It is. Yeah. So, um, but one of the things, I, I sat down to eat a little lunch yesterday, and I was looking for something on on the old boob tube, and um, I stumbled across Super Bowl X. Um, and so it was the Cowboys and the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a Roger Staubach versus Terry Bradshaw game. And the... Uh, and I was I tuned in specifically because I was curious who the broadcasters were for this game. Mm-hmm. I was hoping it was a Kurt Gowdy game, but it was not. It was a Pat Summerall, his first Super Bowl. This is uh, January of 1976, and um, Tom Brookshire was his uh, was his padna. And they they had to split those two up eventually. This was a CBS broadcast because uh, Brooksy and uh, Pat Summerall like to have too much of a good time with each other not you know just you know going out and having a good time on the town and uh they, they were hopeful to keep Summerall and brookshire more on the straight and narrow if they were split them up and that's that's really what happened because they were really good tandem together and of course Summerall gets with madden and he's becomes he's becomes pat Summerall. I mean, he was really good before then anyway 
the thing that was fascinating to me is the Steelers were driving. This is uh, late in the first half, under a minute to play, and there's a there's a catch by the by the tight end. But the Cowboys, as as he was being tackled, knocked the ball loose, and Summerall says fumble, and they they didn't review it. Which in those days, I don't think that was a reviewable play. Um, and the Cowboys kind of got the screws put to him because it was clearly clearly a fumble. The Cowboys led at the half after Roy Jarella misses a field goal, and the Cowboys would eventually lose the game because Steelers would have a couple of touchdowns in the fourth quarter, score fourteen point. I didn't watch anything in the second half. I was disappointed. I was disappointed, Jamie, because uh, they teased it. They said coming up at the half will be, you know, um, what year was Super Bowl ten. 1976. It was this after the 75 season. Yeah, okay. 80, 86 was the first year that they used instant replay. Okay, um, but they had uh, Phyllis George and um, Irv Cross and Brent Musburger coming up at the half, and I was like, God, I really I want to see halftime, but they oh they skipped they it. skipped the halftime and actually just played they the skipped, sport. I know they skipped it. Oh, boring. They skipped the halftime. What's the point? I know it was like I was just well. I wanted to see the I wanted to see the analysis, you know, uh, and, and what would what would what they would you know talk about at the half and all that kind of stuff. And then that was obviously um, you know kind of a highlight for me, but they they did not do that. That was also. And here's a conversation starter. Should you happen to meet Dr. Skuvenick today, Dan in Dallas? Um, he's already you, met him now. He's already met him, but I mean, it, you, you can't know, meet him again. I guess. I guess it's probably true. I guess it's probably true. Now, now he can say, "Hey, nice to see you again." Yeah, it, it was, was a pleasure meeting you on Saturday. <laughs> Let me tell you about my friend Chuck. Uh, Do you ever say that just to make people wonder? What's that? Hey, good to see you again. Like, really? I met that guy before. Yeah. I say that to be careful. Yeah. To be, I say, good to see you again. To be safe. Mm-hmm. Because what if, um, what if I had met him before and I sure. don't remember? Sure. So I say that now to be safe, sure. and then it flips it to their side where they're going. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I kind of feel bad. I don't think I'd ever met that guy before, and then he just said, "Good to see you again." Yeah. And so I don't have to like worry that <laughs> that I say oh nice to meet you and they're like oh we've met four times right we've uh, all heard the Zach Spark see, here's the thing you could do to help them out too drop the again part and just say hey good, good to see you yeah good to see you yeah anyway smart Jeff conversation starter for you or if you ever ask this if you're ever on Jeopardy or any kind of quiz show what would would it be possible if every time you told us a conversation starter mm-hmm that you would also tell us a conversation ender. Okay. Because that would be helpful. Because, I mean, I feel like you're just, you're you're, you're shaping this show towards one portion of the audience. <laughs> okay. The other portion of the audience, it's like me. It's like, how do I get oh, out of these conversations? Oh, conversation ender. So it feels like, I, I, feels, I feel like it would be fair for you to sure. give one of both uh, So we could be time. fair and balanced. Yeah. Fair and balanced. Yeah, just okay. serve all okay. parts of our audience. I've got one. I've got one for you then. Okay. okay. So if you're if you're if you're wanting to have a conversation starter with an NFL fan, or if you're on a quiz show, okay, and you're asked this question, so the NFL today, the original music, da 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 the name of that the name of that music is called horizontal hold. I think that's a great 
conversation ender right there. <laughs> the uh, the ender the ender would be. Um, no, that was it. Oh, that was it. I mean, that I would think that would end a lot of conversations <laughs> with people. This guy is certifiable hey, nuts. Did you know? Gonna move on to the next person. Did you know? Vertical hold. Verti- horizontal hold. Horizontal hold. Horizontal hold. Horizontal hold. That's what it was. What yeah, it was I think I hear it with my stove on. I've got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, uh, Mama's got. Uh, you know, she, here's a conversation ender for you. Well, hey, Mama's uh, told me she's got dinner ready, so I got to go. Okay. okay, that's a good one. Okay, there you mm-hmm. go. Is that the street light on? I got to be home when the street lights go on. <laughs> uh, okay, somebody asked this uh, sports question for you, Jamie. What is your opinion on Zane Petty and how is he progressive? Uh, I think um, I'm going to give you a really boring answer here. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think that. <laughs> <laughs> I just did that on purpose, just to, just to get you get a reaction for you. Uh, <laughs> dropping insults this morning no okay. no <laughs> uh when zane's able to spot his fastball mm-hmm. um he's good he's really good he pitches ahead and counts and uh i think as the season's gone along his command has gotten better and i ultimately think when he's when he's throwing you know his fastball well and it's not overpowering people but it's in the low 90s when he's doing that and then all of a sudden they're chasing that wipeout slider and He's really good. So it's boring because you always hear Coach Tadlock always say it starts with fastball command. Can he throw his fastball for a strike? Can he spot the fastball? But I 100% believe in that, and uh, I think it's it may be boring, but it's accurate. And so you watch. When, paint, when Zane's pitching ahead, he's really good. Um, when he's pitching from behind, now all of a sudden that fastball's hittable. So – we just if he's able to to pitch out in front just like any pitcher but really but uh the stuff's really good and you guys have heard me bang on this a hundred times don't give up on freshman pitchers don't give up on freshman pitchers there's a reason this guy was taken in the 13th round okay he's talented Mm -hmm. okay he sticks around here for three years we're going to be talking about how good he is and Every bit as talented as a Davis Martin or, or, or somebody like that with a good enough arm. So, um, yeah, I, I think does he have that bulldog mentality and competitive nature of David I, Davis? I don't know, but um, I'm can sure. you acquire that? Do you think, mm, or is that something you come in with? I don't know. People that compete just compete. I yeah. mean, it's they're different. Yeah. yeah, but I think I think Zane's going to be really good for the Red Raiders over the next couple of seasons. So. Um, I'd be shocked if he doesn't get a start in the Big 12 tournament. Yeah, I mean, the one question you haven't asked me today. I know. Who starts in the Big 12 tournament if you play three games? I mean, if you play, who starts in the second game? Because I don't think Zane comes back and, I, and fast enough to start on Thursday. I know. So. It's kind of stupid of me. I, I, I thought about that as you were talking about that. I'm like, oh, I should ask Jamie who's going to start instead of Trenton Parrish who's not going to start now. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I think I'd like to go see a game. I'd like to go see a game at Pittsburgh. I'd like to see a game from that from that that park. It looks like a fun park. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in same token, I'd like to see one from uh, uh, the new, uh, well, that's not the new, I was going to say the new candlestick, but it's not the new candlestick. You know, the San Francisco park, whatever they're calling it now. 
I mean, they've had so many different places. I think the McCovey Cove. I don't want to go to McCovey Cove. I just want to go see. I'd like to see it. I think that'd be kind of. All we need is Bullfire and Sneed to race there, and we can get you tickets there, Chuck. Oh, wow. Uh, let's see. Half inch of rain near Friendship High School, almost to the Hockley County line. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, Mr. Did, did you enjoy the atmosphere at the game on Friday night? Did you enjoy the festivities? Yeah. I enjoyed the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the game. Good. I got there, walked in. I was, uh, you know, I had my burger in hand for me and the lucky lady, uh, right when the national anthem was playing there at the base of the stairs. And so, uh, had a good burger. Some good fries, and uh, enjoyed the enjoyed the ball game. I mean, There's an awful lot of um, sure seemed like there were an awful lot of reviews on Friday night. There was. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how many there were, but man, six or seven seemed mm-hmm. like every. I don't think it was that many, was it? I was thinking five. Okay, but the one that was the oddest to me um, was, I guess, was there. A, a, I thought that that a catcher's glove got in the way of a bat. Yeah, I think so. And it was still called an it was still called an out. Um, there was a play at second base that I thought was called accurately of uh, runner interference. Yeah, of not runners interference. Of not runners in. Yeah. Not runners. Not runners interference. Right. Not runners interference. Correct. Um, that. I thought was I thought that was the the right call because the previous one was like last week against West Virginia, there was one that was obvious. This one was obvious that it was not. Mm-hmm. Um, the home run balls by everybody were majestic. I mean, I think every home run that was hit uh, was the KU hit four. Was that right? Mm, I, I can't think remember. They hit three or four. I think they hit four. And then the one that Tech hit. It seemed like. Every home run that was hit was obvious immediately off the bat. Mm-hmm. All all to pretty much right field or right center, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, and uh, there was a really good sunset, uh, too. That yep. You had to go up and somebody mentioned before me and said, hey, pretty good sunset. And so I, I walked up there and looked at off the back of the of the stadium. And it was. It was a good sunset. It got chilly. I mean, I had shorts on and a polo, and uh, I mean, there were a lot of people that that left because it got the wind was, was like, Ugh. and and Gary Ashby was uh, benevolent enough in the ninth inning to he saw me in the lucky lay said, hey, you can come up and sit with us if you'd like in the suite. I'm like, well, we're we're here right now, we're good, but thank you. That's very nice. Well, of that him. was very nice of him. Um, somebody said they got an inch of rain in Smire. Uh, somebody says this avoid the westbound south loop traffic is stopped yeah duh yeah just avoid it it's uh, this big bum for the weekend UT sweeping West Virginia and sharing a conference championship yeah and they're the one seed in the Big 12 tournament Uh, this uh, D-Rock says the cash home running game two was magical he clobbered that thing he did he did clobber that 486 486 yeah yeah it's pretty impressive uh somebody said this it, uh it is a fantastic park which one pittsburgh or san francisco you would get some great pictures chuck oh see there's a reason for me to go mm-hmm. uh mr c says uh, 91st in indiana we got in the rain gauge an inch and four tenths 
Wow. That's pretty good. Uh, with regard to if you gave up uh, your baseball tournament for a track or golf title, it would end your streak in baseball. Yep. Yep, sure would. Every year since yep. 2016. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh is what this guy says. Okay. Uh, somebody says, I went Braves versus Giants last September. It was the coldest game I believe I've ever been to. People weren't wearing weren't wearing uh, uh, a skull cap blankets. It was very cold. Yeah. Texter is saying to avoid that area, Chuck, because there's actually a wreck there. Yeah, but I mean, it's also Not down to one lane. Traffic. Yeah. Not because of road construction or anything. Yeah, yeah there's a wreck. Okay, top 25. This is the 2024 college football recruiting rankings. This is from ESPN. Okay, and we don't talk a whole lot of this. Um, just because, first of all, there's so much can change between now and December when the early signing period is and when really the main signing period is. It come as no surprise to you that Georgia's one, Michigan's two, Ohio State's three, Notre Dame's four, LSU's five, blah, 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 Penn State, South Carolina, Florida State, Oregon rounds out the top 10 with Tennessee at number 10. Uh, which school do you think is the first Big 12 school listed? Oklahoma. Nope. They're number 25. Texas. They're not listed. Okay. Just go ahead and tell us. Oh, this is fun. This is, is fun. It, is it? That's fun. I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was kind of fun. Uh, Texas Tech <laughs> is the first school listed. Okay. Uh, the previous ranking for the Red Raiders in this 24 class was 18. But the fact that you're the first Big 12 school listed... I think it's pretty significant. The second Big 12 school listed, interestingly enough, is Cincinnati. Mm, that okay. is interesting. Okay. The only other Big 12 school listed in the top 25 currently is Oklahoma at number 25. So no Oklahoma State, no K-State, no um, – and even if – you know, and no Texas, I think it's really, really interesting. Um, no Iowa State. Uh, no West Virginia, um, no Baylor, so no TCU. And when you think about all this, and this is what they say about Texas Tech, Coach Joey McGuire continues to elevate the Red Raiders on the recruiting trail. I think we'd all agree with that, right? Mm -hmm. And it's focusing on in-state talent, right? And because <clears throat> where do a lot of football players come from? Where do Like when you look at the rosters from – Every other school in the top 25, where are they coming from? State of Texas and other states. But the state of Texas, Florida, California, you know, Ohio, uh, for the most part. They will need to add to their defense as the cycle unfolds, but have had early success offensively with several talented playmakers led by ESPN 300 tight end um, Ivan Carrion. A tall target that can only be a red zone threat, but also pos possesses impressive play speed to generate matchup issues. Quarterback Will Hammond displays some savvy and good touch and brings tools to develop at the position. Chetta Ofali is an explosive and lengthy edge defender that brings promising upside. I'll probably have a better pronunciation of him as he fills out here at Texas Tech. But still, again, to be listed at number 21, 
Mm-hmm. Not going to start scheduling parades or making room for a Big 12 trophy. But the fact that you're the first one listed and that your competitors inside the state, TCU, Baylor, and right now Texas, aren't listed, and you're kind of a school that you've kind of been compared to uh, over the years in Oklahoma State, not listed, and Oklahoma's listed below you, I, th- I think that speaks well of where, you, of where you are. So there you go. It's good news. I think so. I thought so. <clears throat> okay. Uh, this, I agree with the fact that San Francisco games are cold. I went in June and froze, but Wrigley in May was very uncomfortable. Lindale Jeff. Hmm. <laughs> 0.00 inches in the last two weeks in the Lakeview area, which is 16 miles south of Wolforth. That's disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric on wheels says this. I thought the green home run was further than cash's from my view. I was crushed. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck's review of the game was majestic. Thank you. I think that was sarcasm, but thank you. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.